Press means to apply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Press Podcast. I am so glad that you are here today. I hope that you are enjoying this prayer journey. If you haven't subscribed, liked, or shared this podcast, please do. We are on a journey together through the Bible, looking at the different prayers of the Bible. And today we have a new one for you. I'm going back to the book of Genesis in Genesis chapter 24. While you're turning there or pulling it up, grab a pen, grab some paper, or feel free to visit our website. As you know, or may not know, we have press clubs that are opening all over the country where young people especially are coming together to seek God, learn about prayer, learn about God and how he wants to be in their situations. So if you want more information about that, please go to presstopray.com. We'd be happy to share that information with you. But we're also building out some resources, worksheets for these podcasts as well. In the meantime, though, taking notes and studying on your own is an excellent way to continue to grow. By no means am I exhausting any of these subjects or any of these prayers in 15 minutes. You need to study. We must study. But I do think it is so much fun to do this with you. And I love hearing your feedback, your questions, even your suggestions, as long as we keep it respectful. So while we're turning, Genesis 24 is where we'll start. Verse 12. And the backstory to this particular prayer is that Abraham has called to himself his oldest servant to come to him. He's the chief of his house. The servant is not named here. Some assume it is Eleazar from Genesis 15, who was his chief servant then. But the servant's actually not named in Genesis 24. So I'm just going to refer to him as servant. The servant here, he calls to him and Abraham is getting old at this point. He needs for Isaac to get married. He wants his son to have a wife. I do believe marriage is important now. I'm happily married. Thank God. But I know that in studying the Bible, there was a different type of pressure upon having a spouse in that day and time. It was important for the man and for the woman to have somebody they could count on, build with, and legacy. Legacy was important. Having a seed, having somebody to carry on your name. That was an honor. It was something that was expected. And there was a lot of pressure on it economically, socially, and in all facets of life. So Abraham is like, my son, Isaac needs a wife. Isaac needs to get married. But at this point, he's old. He cannot go find a wife for Isaac. He asked his trusted servant, the one who's in charge of his home, to find a wife for his son. The servant feels the pressure of the request. And in the pressure of the request, he offers to God this simple prayer in Genesis 12 through 14. It reads, and he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink and she shall say, drink and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. So the servant offers this simple prayer, basically saying, the God of my master, I need your direction in picking the wife for my master's son. 
I want to complete this task with excellence. I need you to show me a sign. Be kind to me for him on his behalf. Answer me, Lord. And he say, the sign I want is that when the daughters of the men of the city come to the well to get water, I'm going to ask them for a drink. But when I ask them for a drink, don't let them just say, yes, I'll get you something. Let the right one, the one you've chosen, Lord, say, I will get water for your camels also. Now, he brought with him 10 camels. So that's quite a bit of water to pull. And we're not talking about turning on a hose or just, you know, turning on a faucet. We're talking about actually physically pulling the water out of the well to take care of the camels. This is his request. He's looking for somebody who has a servant's heart. I believe that when we pray, we often pray through the lens we see through. So I think it is an amazing thing that he's asking God to do it in a servant's way. He's asking him for somebody who will serve as well. He's asking him for a sign, though, that he can believe. We see the servant doesn't know God on his own. He knows this God as the God of his master. He's followed the God of his master. But now because of his master, he's making a request on his own. And he needs to know that this God has heard him. And he doesn't even count it as hearing him. He say, let me know. Let me see this sign that thou hast showed kindness to my master. This is one of the most unselfish prayers in the Bible to me because he's not worried about him. He only wants to be pleasing to his master. Now, today, we do not smile upon those who would call us servants in many circumstances. Hopefully, you don't mind being a servant of the Lord or a servant in the Lord's house. But we can learn a lot from Abraham's servant here, even relative to prayer, because prayer is a place we go. Prayer is a posture. Prayer is not just the words we say. It is the attitude and the communion with God behind that. So it's always important that we examine our posturing, our attitude, our disposition. So when we come to God, we come correctly. I don't know if you've ever had somebody come to you, but they came with disrespect or they came with a negative attitude or with negative assumptions about you, but that affects their posture. And in turn, their posture affects your response. This servant is not only content with being a servant, he owns the moment to prove God and his worth to his master. He understands the value of the request his master has put before him. The master has put in his hands the keys to generations to come. Such a big request. And this servant is carrying it, saying, I want to do this right, Lord. Help me to do it right. The posture of this servant is not looking for a higher station or for elevation. This servant is looking that whatever job you give me, however you want to use me, let me be used well. Let it meet your standards, not mine. He's the kind of servant that serves so well that he wants what the master wants. And in doing so, he desires to follow God. A servant station is not a lesser place in this day and time. We are called to be servants. We are called to give even the most elevated of us. No matter your title, if you're in a church or an organization, if you take on a servant's mindset, you can even be a leader. But when you have a servant's mindset, you think about somebody beyond yourself, but you realize if I do my job well for them, then it helps me. 
if the servant did a great job picking a woman for Isaac who had a servant's heart, don't you think now that his master is getting old and his master is going to have to leave this treasure to Isaac, it would be good to have somebody who has a heart of a servant as well? When we serve one another, we take on the heart of our master and we also set ourselves up to be successful. A servant understands that their station is important. And this I'm now just speaking of the body of Christ in general, of the church world, of those who serve in their community, even the little things matter so much. They may not be the things that get you posted on social media. They may not be the things that go viral. They may not be the things that people put on a flyer. They may not earn you an award or a plaque. But those small things, the ones of you out there who are simply servants, your words matter and they have audience with God. So it's important to understand that even though you may be in the sub position to your master, when you take on what the master wants, God hears you. And that is true today because he is now our master and he is the head of the church. He is the head of the body and he set under him order so that we can know the direction. He's given us apostles, preachers, pastors, teachers. He's given us all of these things. But when we submit to God, when we submit to our master, when we take on what our master wants, when we pray according to what our master wants, we find ourselves blessed as well. We find ourselves aligned with God and we get the answer we desire. In this prayer, the servant asked for a sign that the master would be blessed. And the Lord honored this prayer. He gave to this servant exactly what he asked for. He gave him a woman who was willing to serve his camels. And in serving his camels, he knew this was the right woman. And the Bible says in Genesis 24, verse 48, he tells the woman's family, I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. He tells them that when the Lord answered me, I worshiped. You see, the servant had brought with him all these gifts and all these things to offer them. He came believing, I'm going to do this job for my master, but he didn't know how to do it. So when he didn't know how to please the master, he began to ask the God of that master. He began to ask God for help. Help me to please them. Help me to please you. Help me, help me, help me. Today, I'm telling you, yes, be equipped to please the master. But when you don't know how to please them the way you want to, ask for help. Ask God to direct you. Whether we're talking about on your job, maybe you're in a frustrating situation. Don't take the posture of one who's combative. Take the posture of one who is humble and ask God to help you. If things are going on with people you have to answer to in whatever setting or scenario, ask God to help you. But posture yourself. That master and in this instance, I'm talking about God as the master. Master, whatever you want, I want. If you want me to go through this, I want to go through this well. But let me accomplish your objectives. Show me that you're with me. Show me how to follow you. And when you do it, I will worship you. This is what we're asking from a servant's prayer. Because prayer really does reach every single situation. Join the movement, join the community, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. 
Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.